It's fine because I set an alarm for five fifty-five and I set it to AM instead of PM. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, I, I was down in the office waiting for a couple minutes when my sister was like, I thought you were doing the podcast. So I was like, Yeah, he's definitely napping. Yeah, bro. I woke up, felt like I was in a new dimension, man. It was it was it's nice. always the nap. Yeah. I, I napped before my class today and I was like, Yeah, like you said, like a different dimension, just so yeah. out of it. But gotta stop doing that. Feel feel good now, so yeah. Uh, anyway. Welcome back to another episode of the Jersey Nights Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm your other host, Ryan. Today, we're back. We got a, a full slate for you guys. We actually um, figured out what we're going to do before starting the episode for once. So kind of, yeah. you know, We're getting organized. A little bit. Apparently, um, the, the TikTok is gaining some traction, yeah, so that's good. Yeah, uh, shout out TikTok at me on the course, but it's starting to uh, gain some views. So if you're not tapped into the TikTok already. Come on now. What's the what's the at? Uh, at the Jersey Nasty Podcast, just like the username or the right. name of the show. And then people just look that up and we're chilling. So yeah, so it's not hard, guys. Fucking figure yeah. it out. Come on, guys. Tap in over there. But um, yeah. So we got a full slate today. Going to talk about the divisional round of the playoffs. Probably the best weekend of the playoffs of my time on this earth. Probably of any I time. Think, I don't think I could better like think of a better divisional round. You know, maybe you know, wild card weekend with the seven teams might not be it, but maybe the divisional round is. So maybe it does. The divisional round does get spicy. Yeah, but um, then we're gonna preview conference championship games. Talk about what our ideal Super Bowl would be, and then we're just gonna shit on baseball. Yeah, fucking joke league. Yeah. Not the sport of baseball as a whole, but the MLB. The clowns involved with the sport of professional baseball. Made a mockery of my favorite mm-hmm. sport as a child. Just so mm-hmm. sad to see. But uh, yeah, we'll get to that at the end. <clears throat> but uh, we'll start off here. Go back to Saturday with a divisional round. Uh, started off with Bengals-Titans, and we had a 19-16 win for the Bengals. Yeah, the uh, these games kind of went in like order of of overall excitement. Mm-hmm. It was kind of building. Roger Goodell was writing that script with like rising action. He he's been to a yeah. simple screenwriting class before. He, he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. He, but still a very solid game here. Um, mm-hmm. Derrick Henry came out flat in his return, and Not uh, surprised by that. Your boy Joey B is going to the conference chip in his second year. So. Yeah, second year. I mean, last year they were a bottom five team in the league. And this year they had a really big off season, and you know they had took Jamal Chase in the draft. They had a pretty successful draft, and now they're in a, they're in the conference championship game for the first time in what since they made it to the Super Bowl, probably. Yeah, um, and and Joe Burrow gets sacked eight times, and they yeah. still win, joining Donovan McNabb as the only other um, quarterback to accomplish such a feat in the fourth and 26 game. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one yeah. back in the day, but um, <laughs> so yeah, just the, uh, he, my agenda about them drafting the lineman is it's being proven wrong because they're winning, but also he, Joe Burrow has to yeah. set records in order to win because the O line is playing so poorly. Yep. So I'm not going to take the full L on that one, but definitely uh, exceeding my expectations on what this season was going to be for the Bengals. So, shout out to them. I, I don't think they're going to win, but 
Hey, anything's yeah. possible. They beat them once already this year, so. I think the team that loses the regular season <clears throat> matchup has the advantage, though, most of the, the playoffs, time. Yeah, I mean, look at what happened with the Chiefs and the Bills this past weekend. Four, you know, I mean, literally two out of the four games were rematches from, or three out of the four were rematches. Yeah, from the, the Rams, the Rams beat them twice, but that's yeah. hard to do, especially with a team mm-hmm. like the Bucks. Um, but yeah, so kind of say, don't know if Ryan Tannehill is the guy. I think it's kind of clear after this that he he probably isn't. Yeah, tough performance from him. Uh, We had, was it three interceptions, I think? I believe so. Yeah. My favorite, the first pass of the game was a pick when everyone thought they were just going to hand it off to Derrick Henry. That was pretty funny. Um, Yeah, tough game for Ryan Tannehill. Probably a good dude, but... I'm also seeing that this is the first road playoff win in Bengals franchise history. They were 0-7 before that. That's crazy. Wow. That is pretty <laughs> – I didn't know that. That's actually a really good stat. That's a remarkable legacy of failure up to this yeah. point. But they finally got this, uh, this one guy that can potentially change it around. So. He's a culture changer for sure. He's just yeah. a straight-up winner. Yeah, I mean, all the kid did in college once he got the starting job at LSU was win. Uh, I mean, first year in the NFL, eh, rough. I don't got hurt. Most, yeah, got hurt. I don't think a lot of rookie quarterbacks expect success year one in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, but year, year two Bengals, I mean, crazy turnaround from them, you know. Hopefully you know, like, this isn't the peak of this team, though, you know. Like, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. hopefully this isn't Burrow's Marino year where he, like, goes to the Super Bowl, and then they can never get back or anything. It's hard to sustain success in the NFL, but definitely should be an exciting team to watch for the next decade. I saw something today where people are ranking, like, top five young quarterbacks in the league. Where would you put Burrow in that conversation? What do we consider young? Is Mahomes still a young quarterback? Mahomes Mahomes and Allen are still young quarterbacks. So basically, like, everyone besides... Brady and Rodgers would, and Wilson. Well, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't be in mind. I mean, it'd be like Mahomes, anyone like Mahomes and younger, I guess. Anyone that doesn't say Mahomes won is trolling, first yeah. of all. Although the, it's not a far gap between Mahomes and Allen, as far as it used to be. I mean, I don't know. I'm, all Mahomes has done since he's come into the league is win. Yeah. Josh Allen's still top five. I'll die. I'll die on this hill. He's definitely on that edge. Actually, no, he's definitely 11th, my bad. Yeah, he, he could be in that, like, 5 to 7 range. Yeah. But and... um, for young quarterbacks, I think, I mean, you'd go Mahomes, then you'd go Allen. I mean, I feel like I'm going to forget somebody, but. I would take Herbert at 3. Yeah, I'd take Herbert over Burrow. And then I would probably go Burrow 4. Yeah. And then 5th is, like, Lamar Kyler. I think people forget how good they were once Lamar got hurt this, like before Lamar got hurt this year. Very I mean, dynamic. I, I mean, I think if he stays healthy, he's he's on that list, yeah. and he's proven that he should be on that list because he's won an MVP before. Mm-hmm. Uh, he okay. just had he just had a down year. I mean, people he had he, he was injured a lot this year. People forget he got his first playoff win last year. All signs were <coughs> pointing up halfway towards the season, and he just. You know, the, the team didn't have the, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Tyler Huntley did all he could, but 
not enough to get him into the playoffs. And even if they did get into the playoffs, I mean, I think they would have been a dangerous team if Lamar was was healthy and everything. But um, yes. so I'm I'm not. One down year isn't going to get me to buy into the Lamar slander, so yeah. I'm still going to throw him on that list. Mm-hmm. And and he's made big strides as a passer, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Marquise Brown was having the best season of his career before Lamar got hurt, so. Mark Andrews eating up with yeah, him. Best, arguably best statistical tight end in the league this year, so. It's crazy, too. I didn't realize this, but... Uh, I saw this YouTube video today where it was like, who were the wide receivers drafted before Debo Samuel? One of them is Nikhil Harry, which is <laughs> He was terrifying. drafted before a lot of people. Yeah, it's and crazy. then the other one's Marquise Brown. So, I mean, he's still not imagine, rare. Imagine if uh, Debo was in that Ravens offense that loves to run a lot. Ooh, and like would be so a lot with their, uh, their wide receivers, too. Oh, my God, that'd be crazy. But anyway, moving on to our next game here, we had 49ers 13, Packers 10. Wow. And, man, I said I was worried about the 49ers, like, potentially winning this game. They neutralized, they neutralized the Lambeau advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a bad matchup for them. This is a team that can run the ball in that snowy, rainy terrain, and the Packers are high-flying, trying to have Aaron Rodgers throw it all over. And uh, I was listening to, to a podcast last night, and I forget which one it was, but someone said, like, the reason – a contributing factor to the Packers, like, early playoff failures in Lambeau is because, like, with both Rodgers and Favre, they build these high-powered offense that work really well in the mm-hmm. hotter, um, you know, late summer – Early mm-hmm. fall months, they get these wins, they get home field advantage, and then by the time January rolls around, it's super cold, and that style of offense isn't conducive to winning in those conditions, which is just interesting to think about. Now, it's definitely not the sole reason that the Packers have lost the, all these home playoff games over the years where they're big mm-hmm. favorites and have the better team. Um, this one, this this was a special teams meltdown, and the MVP only producing 10 points of offense. Um, yeah. Just, you- just all year people said the Packers special teams is going to cost them. The Packers special teams is really going to fuck yeah. something up in the playoffs. And it and it happened. It happened twice. Yeah, someone like showed the video of the block on the block field goal. They weren't even lined up right. Like the, the yeah, guy it- who was all the way to the left was like behind the line. Yeah, and I, I forgot to make it that three times because they only had 10 guys on the field for the yeah. last – and which they, they almost blocked. Yeah, they had three guys on the field for the game-winning field goal. And, I mean, the punt the, – the dude who was blocking the guy that ended up blocking the punt got kind of bitch. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I mean, he got that shoved all the way back. That special team's so. coordinator needs to be working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car by next yeah. week. I don't know. <laughs> can't sell a good special team's performance. I don't think he's going to be able to sell a rentable car. So. But uh, in the end, Jimmy G had to make a drive, get him in the field yeah. goal range, and that's what he did. He made he made the play when he needed to, and he's moving on. So, mm-hmm. I mean, shout out to him. Debo played his yeah, heart out. Yeah. I mean, Kittle, Trent Williams, they were all hurting, and they're still good to mm-hmm. go this week. So, Yeah, so congrats <laughs> to the uh, 49ers. I got I I said I was like I was worried about them. I mean they're just they're a team that is so hot right now. I mean they won they're on they won eight of nine. And their only loss was that Thursday night game versus Tennessee. 
when they were probably should have won that game. Um, yeah, I mean, you so. talk about a hot start to a career too for Debo. He could potentially be going to two Super Bowls in his first three first, years. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, Forty Niners. I mean, I said there's, I you know, that's not a team I'd want to play, and I'll stand on that for now. So it'll be fun watching them get to play the winner of our other divisional round matchup, which was the Rams, a thirty twenty seven win, a thirty two twenty seven win. Man, I was oh, bad vibes at the local fresh grocer during the second half of this game. I was pissed. I I took a little like hour long nap when uh, they were up like whatever to twenty seven mm-hmm. to three, and I I expected I fully expected to wake up to a like twenty seven seventeen or something game, and I woke mm-hmm. up to like a like something like that twenty seven thirteen, and then Cam Akers fumbles and everything, and I was getting pissed because I really thought like, God damn it, Brady's gonna get to the Super Bowl again because I didn't think. The Niners could have beaten the Bucks, and I was going to be very, very frustrated because it's so repetitive. But mm-hmm. our boy Matt Stafford made the throw of a lifetime, an all-time playoff highlight to Cooper Cup down the seam. A, that was his legacy moment. That is a legacy-defining play, right you know, there. That's you know how, something like, everyone on Twitter when uh when someone when a quarterback needs to go on a big drive, they say legacy-defining drive. Everyone yeah. was on Saturday night. Everyone was tweeting the video of Jimmy G walking out in the. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was tweeting that video Sunday night, and I'm just, I I I literally said to my mom like he's gonna win the game or throw an INT and lose like that's just Stafford you know. Yeah, that, that I that's mean Stafford for you. That's his. That's a legacy moment. That's a moment that if they win this, go on to win the Super Bowl, in the uh, the America's Game recap of the of the season for the Super Bowl winner. That's a play that's gonna be in there for. Uh, yeah. A, a a key moment in the run, and I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited for our boy. I don't think we, people have realized how impressive <laughs> that throw is too. Back, I like, was on his back foot. On his back foot, they brought a cover zero. So all right, yeah, like it's gonna be open over the top. But they brought a cover zero. He's got th- the pockets collapsing on his back foot, and he threw the ball fifty six yards in the air. Crazy. Crazy like, arm talent. I don't think there's that many other quarterbacks in the league who are doing that in that situation. No, yeah. I mean, I said they left him too much time. I mean, that's Matt Stafford's literally the king of the, the fourth quarter go-ahead drive. Watching him run to the line saying, we got to spike it, we got like, to. Yeah, but, throw, I mean, it gave me, gave me um, memories of, of so, all the times we, we've seen him mic'd up. Yeah. I'm excited to see the uh, – I hope they had him mic'd up. The NFL just posted, like, mic'd up for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I hope he was mic'd up because I would love to uh, – yeah, Rams, Rams are giving me a heart attack. I mean, four fumbles got – come on. Cam Akers, joke of a performance. Come on. Yeah, that's buddy. one of the worst I've seen in the playoffs in a while. Yeah. Even Cooper Cup had a fumble, and that's, like – Uncharacteristic. Yeah, very uncharacteristic. Cooper Cup. Um. But yeah, they got the job done. I mean, Bucks came out cold. Yeah, but it is it's Brady. I saw twenty seven to three, and heart kind of sank. So, do you think Brady plays next year? He's got one year left on the deal, so it would make sense for him to come out, come back, finish the deal, and then retire. Mm-hmm. Unless really, unless he's really done with football. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's going to come back, give it one final ride. I mean, why not, you know? 
what difference does it make at this point? One extra year. Uh, I mean, maybe it'll depend a lot on who the Bucks resign. You know, if they own a, do a good job of holding on to a lot of the guys, that could kind of. Um... It's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with the cap going up, yeah. they, they they barely got all those starters that come back to begin mm-hmm. with. But uh, I guess, hey, at least now you don't got to worry about bringing AV back. So yeah. there's some money there. But, um, yeah, I mean, Godwin, who is it, Jensen, uh, I mean, it's a long list of names that they're going to either have to resign or not going to come back, so. Godwin and, will probably be out, like, the first month, too. Yeah, and I expect him to get a paycheck from some other team, so. Chris Godwin, you are a Colt. It can happen. He's Bro, I saw someone say he's going to go to the Saints. I'm like, with what cap space do the Saints have? Like, <laughs> The Saints have to cut, like, half the roster. Yeah, to be able to sign him. Like, and They need to team... cut half the roster to be able to feel the team under the yeah. cap. Somehow, they're, this is the, the cap is going up. It's the largest the cap has ever been, and there's 70 mil over the cap. Like, how? Yeah. Their Taysom Hill money, money laundering will not get them far. Hope it was worth it for all those cap <coughs> cap gymnastics and that cap wizard guy they got over there in New Orleans. Hope it was worth it. Zero Super Bowl appearances, and uh, now you're seventy mil over the cap, and your head coach just left. So, mm-hmm. yeah, crazy. I I do think Sean Payton takes two years away from football. By yeah. then, Mike McCarthy, um like manages himself out of that job it opens up sean payton's back in football yeah. as the coach of the dallas cowboys so. i can see it i uh, i was reading something the other day that the anthony davis trade to the lakers stopped sean payton from joining the dallas cowboys how so the guy that is like the gm for the saints at the time was also the gm for the pelicans or something along those lines Jeez, talk about it. Side yeah, hustle. Or like maybe like like shareholder in the Saints was an owner in the. Uh, yeah, there's no way the guy was a GM. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot what, how it is exactly. But anyway, so Jason Garrett was working on, or Jerry Jones, when uh Jason Garrett was on the way out, like in when did Anthony Davis get traded? 2019. Yeah. Uh, was working on trying to bring in Sean Payton at the time. So, uh, when Jerry, so they had the deal set up. And then Anthony Davis came out and said, uh, like, hey, I want to get traded. So the guy was like, well, I can't lose, like, a guy who's, you know, the face of basketball in New Orleans and also lose the guy who's the face of football in New Orleans the same yeah. off season." So he convinced uh, – so he basically, like, declined the deal. It was like, no, nah, I can't let Sean go. Like, he's got to stay. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Because he didn't want to, like, take the hits on both teams and, like, being one of the – he must have been more than a share. I forget, I forget his role with the Saints, but it was, like, an important role. And, like, he didn't want to be the face of two of the most important sports figures in uh, New Orleans at the time. Makes sense. Both leaving, so. So this is hashtag Le Saints fan? Yeah. Damn. So, uh, but, yeah. And moving on to the last game of the divisional round. Probably the game of the year. I Probably the game of a lifetime. Yeah, I mean, if, if you missed the Rams Chiefs uh, Monday night game in Mexico, 
this one makes up wasn't that game in Mexico? I was it was supposed to be in it was supposed to be in Mexico and the field was too fucked up, so they played it in LA. Mm-hmm. Um but game of the year. You had Chiefs forty two, Bills thirty six. Um crazy stuff. I mean crazy stuff. The 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 last two minutes there's twenty five points scored just mm-hmm. Gabe Gabe Davis with with two hundred yeah, plus I mean, yards, two hundred plus touchdowns. yards and four touchdowns. Gabe Davis out of nowhere. I mean, shout out to him. He was balling out. Stephon Diggs seven yards. Uh, so sitting on the field to watch him celebrate for seven yards. I mean, mentality yeah. though. Love that type of mentality. Diggs brothers got cooked this postseason. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, thirteen seconds too many, huh? Just. Just crazy, and even then, like I, I saw the thirteen seconds on the clock, and old Romo was busting out the old W word win mm-hmm. for the Bills, talking about this is a, a crazy playoff win for the Bills, and I, I was said to my dad, I was like, he's already saying win. I mean, I know it's only thirteen seconds, but come on, like yeah. a good kickoff return or something like that, or I mean, I don't know why they didn't squib it, but uh, I mean, still yeah. they got three timeouts, they got Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Kel- I mean. We should not be saying win yet, and they they definitely shouldn't have been because they fucking lost. Um, Josh Allen, pack your bags, buddy. You're uh, you're going home. Um, good season for I mean, kind of a rocky season. There was a point in the year where the Bills were really hit a slump, but they came back, rebounded nicely, got a playoff win. But uh, this is not where they wanted to see their season end. Nah. But um, back to the drawing board. Good thing you yeah. got Diggs though. He really helped you in that game. It's a shame uh, this game was so great. And yet, like, at the end, it leaves a sour taste in your mouth because, you know, it ended in overtime where only one team got to touch the ball. And the game kind of gets overshadowed by, like, oh, they need to change the overtime rule, blah, 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 blah. Um, I mean, they probably should. They should do something. I don't know. I don't know why they just don't play another 15-minute period. 15 is a bit a bit much. Yeah, that's what someone's. I was like, that's kind of what I felt like. I think it should be you should start off with an eight minute period, and then if that's a tie at the end, then, then you then go it to... goes to sudden death or whatever. Like first team yeah. scores. Yeah. Someone was saying like this doesn't even make sense to me, but it was like one team. So you have to do a coin flip. One team chooses where the ball gets spotted, and the other team chooses who starts with it. Like. What the, I don't get how that works. I don't know who came up with this idea. It's horrible, though. Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. That would be some interesting strategy. Where would you put yeah. it? Huh? Where would I put it? Well, like, if I put the ball at my 25 and they say, oh, we want the ball, do they get it at my 25? Yeah. Right, it would be, putting... it would, there would be some analytic thing within yeah. five minutes of that rule telling you which is the right pick there. All right, I'm, I'm putting the ball on the one yard line. It'll be like one yard line. It'll be like, like always pick the thirty-four yard line. Always pick the thirty-four. Yeah, because if you if you stop them three times, kickers aren't that great from fifty-one yards. Blah, blah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would just say do an eight-minute overtime, and if it's still tied, then just you know. And this is only for playoffs. Like, I think it's rough. You know, your season get ended because, I mean, it was kind of obvious the Bills were going to give up points. Like, that defense had been on the field so much. They it were gas. Really, yeah, that overtime is literally just whoever touches the ball first is going to win. 
in my opinion. Like, yeah, I that's usually how it works. Defense to get a stop at that point. So, I mean, the teams in the overtime who get the ball first in the playoffs are like ten and one or something. So, yeah, yeah, I, I like I said that in the, adopted. in the Jersey Dynasty chat. They're ten and one now. Do you know who the only loss was? The um, give me give me a hint here. Um, what year are we talking about? This was only a couple years ago. It's a quite controversial game. Oh, man. Uh, a lot of people were mad about it. Was it AFC or NFC? It was NFC. It was NFC. Well, oh, yeah. Is it that Saints-Vikings game? The Saints. It is a Saints game, but it's not the Saints-Vikings game. Not the one where uh, Kyle Rudolph catches the corner in the Touchdown no. back corner. The end. Okay, no, no, it was it was. So the, gotta think the, a little bit earlier. The Saints earlier. losing team. The Saints did lose. Was it versus the Rams? Yeah, it was the uh, NFC Championship the in 2018. Coleman game. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're the only team to lose after getting the ball first in overtime. So, shout out to the Saints. <clears throat> but yeah, so that's it for uh, divisional round recap. Now we get to talk about our uh, conference championship games, uh, AFC or NFC side. Which which way do you want to go? We could go AFC first. Yeah, that's, first game is going to be Bengals Chiefs, three p.m. kickoff on Sunday. Um, I think Kansas City is like what seven point favorites or something. Yeah, they're they're expected to win this game, and they yeah. they definitely should. Despite them losing to Cincinnati in the regular season, I don't think that really matters too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I think it helps them because now they're able to game plan against what what they did last time. Um, so, as much as I I was in on the Bengals for them to beat the Titans, I just I I think the the Chiefs are going to roll here. The Bengals just have not looked good. Besides the fact, like, they've won two games. They really haven't looked good in either one. They're, like, great in either one. They've looked good. But uh, it does worry me a little bit for them. Luckily, my original predictions had the Chiefs winning this game anyway. They're, uh, they're, um, their offense is settling for a lot of field goals. If you look yeah. at the, the scores of these games. Yeah, that's why you draft a kicker. And that's not going to cut it against the Chiefs. They need touchdowns. They they need these red zone possessions to be touchdowns instead of field goals, or they're going to lose by a wide margin. But um, so I would still take the Chiefs. I'd I'd take a minus seven. Yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, I'll probably root for the Bengals though. I think I think they got a cool story, but I mean, I don't know. I just feel like Chiefs are going to win this game kind of comfortably. Just Bengals haven't really – they've impressed a little bit, but, like, just to get here's – but uh, I just think Chiefs Super Bowl on the cards. And e- Eli Apple is about to get cooked. Yeah. The entire NFL community hates that man. Imagine being an LSU graduate who's a Saints fan. Are you going to root for Joe Burrow or are you going to root for the demise of Eli <laughs> Apple? Uh, tough tough choice. I think you could, you could root for both. Yeah. Um – and then NFC side, 49ers versus the Rams. Third time they're playing this season. Can the Rams snap the seven-game losing streak versus the uh, the 49ers? Yeah, I'm a big fan of this matchup. This is what I wanted uh, going into last week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just because of that storyline, this is where the Rams need to break their curse against the 49ers. Do they truly own the Rams? Like, we will find out here because this is the biggest game they've ever played against each other in this era. These two coaches, these players, um, huge divisional. I, I mean, I love divisional playoff matchups between division opponents. Um, it's it's just so much more tense. Yeah, it's and, so much more, like, meaningful because this, yeah. this is a team you play twice a year. Um. You know, I mean, these two, they're rivals, you know, with how close Los Angeles and San Fran are, I'm pretty sure. like. Either way, the winner is going on to SoFi next week. Yeah. So I mean, Basically a home game for whoever wins this game in the Super Bowl. So would be pretty crazy to see a, a home team win it twice in a row after yeah. not winning for 50-something years. Yeah, maybe the curse is broken. Get a, get a Super Bowl in MetLife ASAP again. Let's bring it back, baby. Jet, a no. Jets-Giants Super Bowl in MetLife? Can you imagine that? Bro, that'd actually be kind of crazy. That would be It'll the never coolest happen, thing. but... That'd be uh, the coolest thing ever. Yeah, um, I mean... I'm going to go with the Rams. I think Matty Staff is going to break the curse and is going to send the Rams to the Super Bowl in his first year being there. Yep. I'm um, <clears throat> also taking the Rams. I just I, – I need it for Stafford. I mean – he gets if Stafford wins the Super Bowl, that's a gold jacket right there. Let me tell you. Yeah. So, so that's yeah. what we think we're gonna see. Now, let's talk about what we really want to see. So, what, what would your ideal matchup look like here? And we're, uh, we can we can roll through all the possibilities if you want. Yeah, I mean, we'll start with possibilities here. Uh, we'll start with what, in my opinion, would be the best game, which would be Rams Chiefs. I agree. I mean. Yeah, how how much fun would see watching those two offense go at it? Um, this is the know, Super Bowl we were robbed of uh, yeah. two years ago, and now or three years ago, and we could possibly get it with Jared Goff replaced with a better quarterback. So I mm-hmm. mean, ideal. Sometimes waiting is uh, is better. I agree yeah. that would be the best one possible though. And I mean, getting you know being able to watch. I mean, come on, Stafford. Like, yeah, you know, it's. Yeah, if this when I said that throw was his legacy-defining moment when him winning the Super Bowl gets him into the Hall of Fame, no question in my mind. Um, that it's just it would be such a good game. I mean, when you look at this Rams team too, it's like a team that's on this path for redemption for that two Super Bowl loss, you know, yeah, loss to New England. Um, but it's also you know like a lot of these like when you look at that team, it's star-studded, and so many of these guys are looking for their first ring. Yeah, I mean, Odell had never won a playoff game before this year. Stafford never won a playoff game before this year. Aaron Donald, you know, probably the best defensive tackle we'll ever see, looking for that Super Bowl ring. Yeah, pretty much uh, everyone besides Von Miller is has not won a Super Bowl. Yeah, so is Eric Weddle a Super Bowl winner? No, I don't right? think so. He was with the Chargers and the Ravens, and, the Ravens, and the, yeah. I don't think he was with any yeah, team. No, that I don't think Super he was with a Super Bowl winner. So, yeah, Eric Weddle, shout out to him. I didn't even know he was, like, He was rock. kicking it somewhere, and they called yeah. him and said, hey, you want to play? Yeah, yeah. So, shout out to him, I guess. But, uh, I mean, you look at the Chiefs team, it's just – if they win a Super Bowl this year, I mean, they're in talks of being a dynasty, you know? And Definitely be, close with going to three one, straight Super Bowls. Yeah, three straight and two and three. And, I mean, they should make a conference championship game unless – 
something crazy happens every year for probably 10 years, as long as the team stays together for the most part. Um, so yeah. I mean, Kelsey will be gone within five years. He's, yeah, and that's he's gonna on be the a, toilet yeah. of his career. That's going to be a big hit when they lose him and, like, trying to find the uh, – Well, respect Blake Bell. Who's the other guy? Noah Gray, I think. I think that's his name. They'll, they'll find some random guy who who will torch the league again for ten years yeah. after Kelsey. But I mean, Rams Chiefs, in my opinion, it's the best Super Bowl matchup. Um, it's gonna be the great. worst, in my opinion, or not not like the worst game, but like the worst storyline wise going into the Super Bowl. I'd say would be Rams Bengals. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get that it would probably be a pretty close competitive game and all, but um, I don't know. There's just not much. There's not much there to it's to kind really of discuss. A, a story of like two generations worth a number one overall pick. And yeah. Matt Stafford was first overall pick in what two thousand seven? Two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand nine. It was an odd number. I mean, Stafford first pick in two thousand nine, and then ten years later, Joe Burrow was the first round pick. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be, you know, two decades worth of first round picks. Um, you know, two a bang two team. totally different paths, I guess. Yeah. Like Stafford having to wait for years in Detroit and then and finally Burrow coming finding this uh, early, early yeah. yeah. And then the young Bengals team versus a team full of veterans like we have in LA, like I mean, it'd be fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. I'd be all for that Super Bowl, but Yeah. <clears throat> I, I wouldn't have any I wouldn't have any real problems with it, but yeah. out of the, all the possible combos, that's probably the least interesting yeah. to me. Storyline-wise, story it doesn't provide much. Yeah. A game that interesting storyline for sure would be Rams-Bengals. It's a Super Bowl rematch, right? You mean Niners-Bengals? Oh, yeah, Niners-Bengals. Yeah, my bad. Super Bowl rematch right there. Two-time Super Bowl rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, Niners have won the first two. We would be seeing a lot of Joe Montana... Um, to um, John Taylor in the end zone, the John Candy drive highlights yep. for two weeks leading up to that, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm not opposed to because that second Super Bowl, I mean, both of them really were, were pretty good games, mm-hmm. uh, especially the second one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the four, uh, seeing Jimmy G go to another Super Bowl would be kind of crazy. Um, you would get the talk about you know him how good is he really because he's gotten the two super bowls so how bad mm-hmm. could you possibly be if you go to go to two of those and then you'd have all the joe burrow and everything talk so definitely the rematch yeah. of it carries most of the weight in the storylines but um mm-hmm. i i find that interesting so i i would i would like that and then i mean last one is another super bowl rematch with 49ers chiefs a rematch from two years ago yeah three years Two years, yeah, two years ago. Feels like Which, forever ago. Yeah, and those were the that, that was that our last time of freedom before that Super Bowl. It was the last month of freedom. Yeah, that was like one of the last February times. of twenty twenty. Yeah, crazy times when you think about today. Feels like nine years ago. What if that Super Bowl happens and then the pandemic ends? Yeah, wow, you're kind of spitting right now. What if this? What if I just had to, you know, sacrifice the Rams to potentially end the pandemic with a, a 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl again? If Jimmy G hits Emmanuel Sanders on that last throw, on that last drive, do you think we even go into lockdown? No, I think Jimmy G is the reason why this pandemic happened. 
I agree. I think if he finally gets that ring, hits like Debo or Ayuk or Kittle over the over the top on the last drive of the game to win it, suddenly every single COVID case goes away magically yep. and we're we're good forever. And Jimmy, Jimmy G has has done it. Yep, Jimmy G smile cures COVID. He's completed his arc. <laughs> but um yeah, you know, that one just brings because both those teams are still very similar to a, you know, a few years ago. Pretty uh, much the same, yeah. Yeah, so it would be it would honestly kind of be fun to see them play again. I mean, now with how evolved Debo's game is, uh, I think that 49ers team might be better offensively than that team was in the Super Bowl, just because versatility of Debo, how fun that run game can be at times to watch. So. Yeah, I mean, Elijah Mitchell is basically uh, Raheem Mostert from that mm-hmm. other Super Bowl run. I mean, so. They, yeah. So, yeah. I think this, is, games... this, is a, uh, this is a relief, though. This is one of the first conference championship weekends that I can remember that I don't have an active rooting interest against one of the teams. Yeah. It's the first time since 2009 Rodgers or Brady isn't in the conference championship game. Yeah, that's insane. So. Uh yeah, we're we're all here for that. Let me tell you, the fact that Rogers is we're probably only going to see Rogers play in one Super Bowl his whole career is is insane. Yep. Yeah, just Green Bay quarterback. They got their one Super Bowl, and that's that. So. At least Favre made it to two Super Bowls. Yeah. Technically, you could say his run was more successful. Yeah. Despite him having like three hundred more interceptions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so what is uh what Super Bowl will you be rooting for? I gotta say I'll be rooting for Rams Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I just think I'll, that's uh, that's what the people want. That's the best possible combination. I get my from, boy Maddie Staff a ring. Yeah, I said from the start Rams Bengals, so that's just what the heart wanted from the start of the playoffs, so yeah, your is your bracket uh, still in good shape? No, the only only game I missed on was that Packers game, man. They sold on me. So you, you had Bengals, you had Bengals Chiefs AFC Championship. Yeah, I did. Wow, very I impressive. Mean, that Chiefs path wasn't like insane. I mean, come on, Raiders and tight. Come on. True. I mean, it but wasn't they like, still had to win the games. Yeah, they still had to win the game, but they weren't running the uh, gauntlet of uh, AFC playoff teams. So yeah. But uh, yeah. So I think that that can wrap up football talk. Are you gonna? So we, I'm in a Super Bowl box thing, right? Uh huh. I have the worst numbers possible. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, so I have two boxes. One of them is a six-five combo. Yuck. Yeah, and one of them is a four-two combo, which I mean, like. One of the teams just kind of starts running up at like 42-24. It could happen. Four field goals. You could. Yeah, if the team 12. somehow got to 12, yeah. No, Missed extra point. You know, it could happen. There's always the, a bit of randomness. All the Fleming box numbers were bad. But if the Chiefs get make the Super Bowl, that 5-6 mm-hmm. or whatever, they could definitely hang a 35 spot. Yeah, 35. And then you know, 49ers. Oh, they only put up Robbie Gold 60-yard field goals all game. So. Yeah. Oops, but that's going to wrap up uh, our football talk. And then, so now we got to talk about baseball. I mean, just, I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this. First off, how about we get an agreement here? 
Yep. Like, come on, guys. We got catchers, pitchers, and catchers are supposed to report in two weeks. Dudes are still free agents. I mean, it's a pathetic league. Uh, it's a dying league. They can't even pay their minor leaguers a, a, a living wage. Not even a not even a living wage. A below living like they pay their minor leaguers like seven thousand dollars a year, basically. Um, I and then and then the the Hall of Fame stuff. The Baseball Writers Association of America is the most stuck-up, snobby, hypocritical piece of garbage panel of anything in sports, in life. Mm-hmm. Um, they've disgraced the sport. Um, the greatest player to ever pick up a bat, Barry Bonds, and possibly the greatest pitcher ever, uh, ever in Roger Clemens, have been excluded from the Hall of Fame. So, Yeah, and they let David Ortiz get in. First ballot. Yep. David Ortiz also came up positive for steroids. Not only that, but uh, I have a bigger problem with Bud Selig being in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's in hell for a fact because he is part of the hypocrisy that I'm talking about. Bud Selig knew that these guys were taking steroids. Baseball knew these guys were taking steroids in the 80s, before Bond. Everybody knew. Kids knew. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to, to know. And nobody cared. Nobody, nobody brought down any penalties or enforcement on these guys. And it helped them extend their careers. It helps you recover from injuries longer. I mean, uh, quicker. Um, it doesn't necessarily help you hit a baseball. It doesn't help your hand-eye coordination. But it helps you stay on the field. And then Barry Bonds, who was already one of the best players in baseball, already a three-time MVP at this time, mm-hmm. decides, you know, if all these other pitchers and all these other hitters are going to take steroids, why can't I? I'll just take steroids. Nobody's getting punished for it. And he made the mistake of just being the best player ever to walk the earth and couldn't fly under the radar because he did gain a considerable amount of weight. Um, and yeah. So he was too good on steroids. If Barry Bonds had hit 500-something homers, only gained like a few pounds of muscle, he would be um, in the Hall of Fame. Well, here's the thing with Barry, like just to show how good Barry Bonds is, regardless of steroids, if you take away the 762 home runs, he still has a career on base percentage of 384. Oh, my God. That's a filthy stat. I mean, he is the Wilt Chamberlain of baseball. Yeah, we will never see someone put up numbers like Barry Bonds did, regardless of like steroids or no steroids. Like no one's ever touching 762 home runs unless they somehow play like a 20-something year career where they stay in tip-top physical shape from the time they're 20 to the time they're 40. You know what? No one's ever fucking touching a 609 on base. Yeah, no one's ever getting intentionally walked with the bases loaded again. Or a stretch of four years with an on-base percentage above 515. Yeah. No player is ever going to be respected like Barry Bonds was in the early 2000s. Not a chance. Yeah, I mean, it's criminal for them not to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, that's why the Hall of Fame, like, I literally... <laughs> I mean, I, I have his baseball reference page, like, pulled up here, and it's just ridiculous. Like this, Top five website on the internet, by the way. This rap sheet, I mean, he's seven-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, Home Run Derby champion, eight-time gold glove, two-time batting title, 
I mean, these these are well-rounded awards. He's won in the Silver Slugger. He's winning gold gloves, MVPs, batting titles, and hitting the most home runs out of anyone ever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is a video game player. And uh, now, now let's pull up Clemens' baseball reference page. Yeah. Let's see what his – I know he has like seven Cy Youngs or something like yeah. that. One of the, and Clemens, I mean, what, steroids probably added a few extra miles per hour to him? Like, I mean, it probably gave him a couple years on his career, but... Yeah, I mean... Uh, he played from 84 to 2007, but, I, I mean... No he, pitch with, is ever doing that again, so... With Clemens, we have MVP as a pitcher, two-time Triple Crown winner, seven-time Cy Young, 11-time All-Star, seven-time ERA title, two-time World Series champ, all-star game MVP, you know, and there's been a lot of guys in the history of baseball that have taken steroids, and none of them have even come close to these kind of numbers from these guys. And I get that both of them are very bad people, like, as as humans, they're bad, but that's not what the Hall of Fame is. If we're going to start putting a character clause on the Hall of Fame, then get fucking Ty Cobb out of there. Yeah. Get some of those guys from the early days who I'm sure were doing stuff a lot worse. Than, I mean, I know Roger Clemens has some serious allegations against him, yeah. like uh, underage girls and stuff. But mm-hmm. in, in the case of Bonds, he's just a dick. He's just a, yeah. a, a not nice guy. That I mean, yeah. baseball writers are the biggest babies. The, they're the true snowflakes of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, not even baseball writers. You've even seen it with Terrell Owens in the Football Hall of Fame. The yeah. the football media people don't like that Tio was mean to them, so they kept one of the greatest wide receivers of all time out of the Hall of Fame for multiple years. Yep. It's a disgrace that mm-hmm. we let people decide on the yeah. highest honor in that sport. Mm-hmm. The people that decide on it are just the most sensitive, whiny babies on earth. But whatever. Mm-hmm. I've said my piece. Yep. Uh, you know, I was I was gonna come on here with a, a take. However, uh, I wasn't gonna say it. You know, it's a little, it's a little incorrect for me to uh, make that type of statement. Um, however, then I saw one of my friends on Facebook said it, and I also jokingly said to my sister, uh, "David Ortiz is only in the Hall of Fame because he got shot." Huh. Yeah. Remember that? I do vaguely remember that. Everyone thought he was dead. Oh, yeah. When uh, he got, like, some dude, like, broke into his house in the DR or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay, uh, yeah, so that that was a really good PR boost for him, I guess? Yeah, it could be. I mean, dude dude survived death. Because I, mean, <laughs> I just watched um, Foolish Baseball on his second channel. He put out a video on how A-Rod is going to girl boss his way into the Hall of Fame and um, how he's going to PR his way yeah. into the Hall of Fame. and He probably will. But getting shot wasn't on the list, so, I mean, maybe A-Rod should seriously consider yeah, that. I mean, like, it's um, a new level of stuff. Like, there's a scene in The Sopranos where they, they meet this rapper in the hospital, and he's like, if I got shot, my street cred would go through the roof, and then they set up, like, a stage shooting for him and stuff. That's what A-Rod should oh, do. I'm telling you. They gotta let me run people's PRs, man. I would, I'd be coming up with generational ideas. Um, I mean, sort of kidding about that. It might have, you know, given him a little bit of a PR boost, but I mean, David Ortiz is a good baseball player. Should he have been a first ballot Hall of Famer? Probably not. 
it really sucks that as soon as the Mets get competent ownership and good players, that the sport just becomes a complete mockery. Yeah, I mean, and I, come on. I lose my love for the league. Yeah, I mean, that's a shame. You know, like I said, I mean, this is a sport I, you know, both of us grew up playing. You played it through high school. You know, I played it for my entire, like, childhood. Umpired the game for that was my first job. I think both of us did. Yeah, same. That was my first job um, as well. And, you know, I mean, it's a sport I still love watching. I, you know, during the season, I try and watch as many race games as possible. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it's taking a downturn because, you know. It's taking a downturn not only the professional product, but the Little League product as well. The the I know the Woodbridge Little League gets downsized dr- dramatically. They've had Aren't to merge teams with Carteret yeah. and stuff. I thought the whole uh, Woodbridge Township's like merged now for baseball. Probably by now. I mean, it's I it's sad stuff. I remember uh, back in our heyday of playing. So we were like 11 or 12. My dad was on the board in Colonia. And he seriously was like, yeah, I think uh, like I think we should just merge with like one of them because like numbers keep going down year after year. And well, I mean, here we are now. Now the whole town's merged. I mean, our hockey team's merged, you know. Which is a, it's a clear cultural decline in baseball <clears throat> significance over the past 20 years. There's definitely not a population shortage. There's yeah. definitely not less people than there were when we were kids. Mm-hmm. There's just not... No one, no one wants to play baseball because the no one cares about the professionals. There's no, there's no Kobe Bryant that will make mm-hmm. a baseball that'll make you fall in love with it. Mm-hmm. There's guys, there's guys that have the talent level, but they just don't. They aren't marketed right. It doesn't click with the younger generation. Whatever it is, we got our, in right at the end. Our generation grew up whenever they threw something out saying Kobe. These kids aren't watching yeah. Field of Dreams Kobe, in the, the, in way, the so. Sandlot. Yeah, RIP. Two years today. So. That means it's the two-year and, and one-day anniversary of our worst-timed episode of all time. Yeah. Oh, my God. You remember doing that, that episode? It might have been two days before he died. Yeah, man. That was bad. We had the whole PR mess after that one. Oh, God. Sheesh. Uh, and- touch on that every it's one of those things like everyone remembers where they were when they found out like yeah for, for me it's easy i was in the room i'm currently in so <laughs> I, uh, I was in my bed i was like yeah i was literally sitting on my bed when i found out yeah but back to baseball for you know a little bit yeah i just eh, i don't know i kind of like if they don't get this shit together soon, my like love of this, like my love of football, continues to grow year by year. Where it's just like, yeah, I'm sitting here watching every single football game I can now. You know, like, yeah, I mean, my love of football has over time has grown to the point where now I want to make it my profession, mm-hmm. and I would be, I would want to work in football for the rest of my life and be totally fine yeah. with that. Baseball, on the other hand, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully they get it together. Like, I would like to uh, have a season. You know, the Rays announced they weren't going to do the split season plan between Montreal and Tampa. Jesus. You know, we, we got Wander Franco signed until I'm 32. I mean, you know, let's, get, let's get this together, guys. I mean, come on. Let me, you know, we got 12, I got 12, 12 year run and then the sport can die. Just give me one World Series and that's it. Just one. That's all you need. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, anything else? How who the the Nets played what L.A. last night? Yeah, they lost. Katie's yeah. out for, for a couple weeks still. Yeah. Kyrie can't play those certain games. Half the home game, the home games. Uh, so believe... supposedly there's you know the fining system for that's like not even that bad. I think it's mainly the PR that they're worried yeah. about. I think that would be a real big nightmare with like, oh, you're just going to let this guy break the rules because they pay a fine and somehow somehow COVID doesn't matter if you pay the fine. Like, it's a, I want to win. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, I get it from that perspective, but from the big picture for the team, it would just be too much to deal with. And if they were to do it, just wait till the playoffs. I was actually, I was talking to a customer today at work. Uh, he was he went to St. John's and he was a sports management major because he thought like oh it's gonna be so cool like in the sports field. Mm-hmm. And his first ever internship was with the New Jersey Nets back in the late '90s. Oh wow! And after working that internship, so his internship was like an 18 credit thing. Like he needed to take an 18 credit internship to graduate. Mm-hmm. And it was like he got graded based on how he like he didn't even show up to school basically. Like his literally like his life was just the the New Jersey Nets. Mm-hmm. And he said after he worked that internship, he decided he would never go into sports, like any sort of sports related job. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So the New, New Jersey Nets basically scarred this guy for life. He said it was the biggest decision he's ever made in his life working for them. Hmm. Well, I'll so, stay away from the New Jersey Nets. Because uh, he said, like, because he went to St. John, so it was like he could do any team in New Jersey or New York. So that, you know, both football teams, both baseball teams, any mm-hmm. of the hockey teams. Um, and yeah, he said he really he either wanted to do the Nets or the Knicks, and he just he picked wrong. And I mean, he says looking back on, you know, he still doesn't understand why he picked the. Uh, yeah, why would he? The Knicks are going to the finals around that time. Yeah, I mean, late '90s Knicks plus just like the opportunity to go to MSG, like that's yeah. what it is for me. Like, bro, if I had the opportunity to go work in MSG, like I know it probably sucked, but I would still take it. So, uh, yeah. Just a little, little random tidbit for you. Interesting. Uh, anything else you'd like to add for this week's episode? Nah, I think this is a good good spot to, to end yeah, it for the week. I think so. But uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Follow all the socials, the Twitter at Jersey1919, the Instagram at Jersey1919 Podcast, and the TikTok at the Jersey1919 Podcast. Um, episode 81, we got some special things planned for you guys coming up here soon. Uh, you a know, lot of special at, guests. Yeah, almost at the end of football season, gotta get the guests rolling in. Gotta talk to league champ Tom Mitch. Hopefully, <clears throat> uh, all-time guest, my one of my all-time favorite guests, and Hakeem. Gonna get him back on. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna you know gonna keep riding out. Just see where where we go with this. We're almost at the uh, the scary time of the year where there's no football. Maybe we'll do like free agency predictions post Super Bowl. I don't know. That could be kind of fun. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, just look at like maybe who are like top fifteen pending free agents are or something, and uh, yeah, fuck it, say where we think they're gonna go. But yeah, so that's gonna be it for this week. Uh, we'll catch you guys back again next week.